Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 19, if you don't count the mystery box, episode 19 of the Dream Team Podcast. I am your host, as always, Jake Schultz, and joins me to my left, Zolpa Schick. What's up, what's up? In the middle, Spencer Claus. Hello, everyone. And to the right, Mr. Lovely, Daniel Reyes. Yo, yo. How y'all doing? Pretty good, pretty, pretty good. good. How are you? Yeah. All right. That's good. And episode 19, one away from 20. We've been cooking. We yeah. have been cooking. And the NBA season is just around the corner. We've per- almost made it. Perfect timing. 20 episodes going into the NBA season. Look yeah. at that. The off season. Proud of us. We're doing great. And no better way to bring in another podcast with another special guest. Look at us. We got two in a row on mm. the mainstreams. Mm. We got S. Barahini joining us on the podcast later today. So stick around for that. There's going to be tons of talk about Damian Lillard, about all of his picks for the NBA season. He's just honestly just a big knowledge of NBA. He has so much knowledge. He was yeah. awesome. He's so, been previewing every single team for yeah. SVPN. So if yeah. you're interested in other teams, not just the Raptors, he's got the info and the insight for you. He knows ball. He so, does know ball. We say that a lot ball, on this pod, him. but he knows ball. He, he does. does know his ball. So if you want to go to that, Stay tuned, or there's going to be a timestamp. You can skip forward through all of this stuff if you no, don't or really don't. care. Or don't. Yeah. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You know what? Just for that, we're not putting time. No, skip it. <laughs> no timestamps. You can't skip through You listen to the whole pod and get there at the right time. Exactly. Like we intended. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's go on with our draft, shall we? It's been a little bit Ooh. of a wait for the draft. It feels like there's always like a bit of like a couple weeks after we do one of the episodes, but we're getting close. So we got to finish these out. And who wasn't here to react to the poll? Was it Sulfi? I think I so. Remember. I don't think you reacted. How did the small forward poll go? I don't even remember. No, I think we all reacted to I, it. Did before we even react? Zulfi was not here for it because that was the episode that was the three of us. I don't even think it. we reacted yet. I think we like kind of mentioned it. All right, what was the I poll? Does anybody have the results? Are we sure we didn't react before the Let's just react review? to it. I don't yeah. Let's I don't talk about Personally, the poll. I don't remember. So Zulfi won 37.5% of oh. the votes. First of all, also 16 votes. We are losing votes. This is absurd. Yeah, people, get it. In come fairness, on. we are spreading these out very far, but come on, fans, get it together. Vote. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jake, you also deleted like your six burners, right? Um, <laughs> sorry, how do I mute Dan's mic right now? <laughs> No, I just say what Mike said. Hey. That was hilarious. Me and Spencer tied for second with 25% of the votes, and Daniel in last with 12.5. Yeah. If we want a refresh of the team, Spencer was Jason Tatum, DeMar DeRozan, OG Ananobi. This is small forwards, by the way. I was LeBron James, Mikhail Bridges, and Brandon Ingram. Zolfi, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, and Michael Porter Jr., and Daniel, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, and Andrew Wiggins, and Zolfi coasted off of name value. The first two. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You're saying you wouldn't take Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard? No, because I took LeBron James. Well, that's your mistake. Yeah, I, I would have went KD personally. Personally. Say what you goat, want so. about name value. All I'm saying is two out of the four votes I've won so far. Yeah. I'm just putting that out oh, yeah, there. Oh, yeah. You've been, you've been cooking, bro. 100%. Putting that out All I'm there. saying is OG went way too late. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I said to you, like, hey, make a crazy pick. And you're like, okay. And you just went and sure. picked OG and an OG. I want to take him anyways. I just need a little push. Yeah, fair enough. Am I the only one surprised Daniel was in dead last? I am surprised, too. Um, yeah. I think... It's the last pick curse. I thought his I team was better than yours, pick, Spencer. Probably. I think it's just not a sexy team. It's not a sexy team. They're all good players, all yeah, really good true. players, but just, yeah, I, I don't think they have the name value that a Tatum, LeBron, or KD has, or or a Kawhi Leonard has. Honestly, or they're OG all just, like, roundabout versions of themselves. Yeah. You know how we say there's, like, a million Tyler heroes in this league? There's mm-hmm. just, like, these three guys are all basically the same player, just in different, yeah. like, yeah, that's values. True. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, they're all they're all great players though. So like, yeah, I, I didn't expect to get only twelve percent of the vote. That part was a little uh, surprising. But yeah. did someone do that? What's twelve percent of sixteen votes? Is that even that's is actually that, not is that, that one much. full vote? Well, two, I no. definitely it's voted for it'd be myself. two because ten percent ten percent would be one point six, so it has to be two. Well, yeah. We do math here on the dream team. I can't do math. Don't I can't do math. math. There's We're a writers for a reason. Okay. Wait, wait. So two people voted for you. Was I, one of them I yourself? Guess. Oh yeah. Oh well, then one hey, person voted for. I, I believe my team was the best. Was the other Brianna? Yeah. No. Okay. She, okay. she doesn't even listen to this podcast. She doesn't like that. Oh. Whoa. I, I just want to say Do your girlfriend listen to it. Then. Yeah. Does Jet, any of our girlfriends listen to Jess this? Jess specifically uh, asked me not to mention her on this pod <laughs> in case it, we ever do break it and like become famous. She doesn't never. She never wants to be a celebrity or have like mm. like the celebrity fame. <laughs> not like who knows if that ever happens with this pod. But she's like, yeah, don't mention me in case that does happen because I don't want people like <laughs> like following me in the streets or something. But does she listen yeah. to it? No. Yeah. Julie listened to like an episode. And she's yeah. like, nah. I think Sam yeah, listened to like maybe five minutes of it. She's like, I don't like basketball. So I was like, okay. Yeah. Just listened to the first episode as she does. She gave me notes and feedback and then just never listened again. <laughs> as is... we were all huddled around my yeah. laptop for Listen the first episode. Also, you need to improve your ball knowledge before you go on a podcast. <laughs> I, yeah, basically that's what she said. I did re-listen to the first episode. You can tell how nervous we all are just oh, like yeah. talking. We're like, oh, yeah, welcome to the Dream Team podcast. I think we're all trying so hard to be like podcasters and yeah. then realize you kind of just have to have a conversation. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just be Definitely. ourselves at this point. Yeah. That is a curse of the last pick, though, because I thought my point guard team was awesome, and I got two votes, and they were both me. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. What was your thing? I got to go back and look. My point guards. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, Dame, Jamal Murray, and Jalen Brunson. It was definitely the Jamal Murray being picked, probably a bit higher than you would think, and then Jalen Brunson. Not many people seem to really care about. Also, Dame's slightly underrated at the moment. Well, I think people see like Steph Curry, and they're like, "Oh, I love Steph Curry," and they vote him. Or people see like Kevin Durant or Jason Tatum, they're like, "Oh, I love that player," so they vote him, and they don't even look at the rest of the. Yeah, name value matters. Name value definitely matters for sure. Yeah. So Zolfi's won two of the polls. I won one. Who was the other winner? I think uh, we've only had we've only had three. We've only had three. Huh. This is our fourth. Who's, who said two out of four? Oh, I did. I was wrong. Well, two out of three. I'm even better than I thought. Wow. <laughs> wow. He's already telling himself go. he's not going to win this one. Look at that. I don't know. With the first well, pick, you have the he first might. pick, right? Yeah, we're we're in trouble here, guys. We yeah, are in trouble. Oh, I don't know if he's going to. I don't know if it's a. Uh, hey, with the way I with the way I draft, I think I'll be fine. We move on to power forwards today, ladies and gentlemen. We are approaching the end of the draft. We got two more, and we decided not to do a six man. We're just going to yeah. f- full out like fill our rosters. Starting out five. The end. So we're going to go starting five, but power forwards we got to fill out today. And this list gets dire the more it goes down. And the first pick is more, you need that one more than anything. And Zolfi got it because he's the only one to have not had the first pick. So yep. Zolfi is the first pick, and I'm pretty sure that I would say that your pick is in. Yeah, you'd be right. Yeah, okay. The pick is in. All right, we pretty much know who I'm picking. Yeah. Power forward. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic player. Can do a bit of everything. Carl, and no, I'm kidding. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'm taking the Greek freak first overall. Bad I think pick. this is <laughs> basically a no-brainer. You could probably argue maybe the guy taking second, depending on preference, but 31 points a game, 12 rebounds, 6 assists practically. Dude's a monster. Honestly, last season, the Bucks maybe were a little unimpressive compared to what you expect out of them. I'm assuming they're going to bounce back. He has been on like a weird, like underrated, like media tour this uh, off season. Kind of talking about the Bucks, going on podcast, mentioning how 
he kind of needs it to get together. If I need to go somewhere else to stay competitive, I'm paraphrasing here, like I'd be willing to do it. Yeah. A little odd because you've known Giannis to be like that pure loyalty no matter what thing. But hey, he already won them a championship, so he doesn't really sure. owe them anything. Not that he ever did. So, yeah, I think he's going to come into this season with a chip on his shoulder. He has a lot to prove with this Bucks team that is very old. And uh, I think their window is running out. So this is the perfect time to cash in on Giannis. And he's still one of the top three players in the NBA, in my opinion. I know the yeah. second that Masai read the quotes about Giannis, he just woke up. He's like, let's go. It's happening. <laughs> we're, go- we're back on that train again. Oh, yeah. Future Raptor, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis 2024. Yeah. It's happening. Him and Dame. When he re-signed with the Milwaukee Bucks, you have no idea how much that broke my heart. Like, oh, yeah. When, like, the Kawhi stuff, we didn't know what was going to happen. The Raptors pipe dream, the trade happened. And it was all crazy and awesome. But there was so much just genuine hope in my heart and in my mind that we are going to have a chance at Giannis and then he resigned obviously making the right decision won a championship but man I need it to happen I need Giannis to join this Toronto Raptors team at one point how silly yeah, of you to think scenes, that we get a free agent yeah how silly yeah but there's just Schroeder so much context <laughs> so much context behind the Giannis thing his relationship with Masai Toronto mm-hmm. has a big Greek community he's just he's in Milwaukee <laughs> <laughs> so much makes sense about him in the dead Toronto. of winter yeah yeah, I mean, it was the pick. Good job. You got Giannis. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> that was so, so salty. <laughs> yeah, that, wow. Because I want Giannis. Who's going number two? We don't know. The oh, order. you don't know yet. No. And I get to give you the order. One at a time. And, yeah, one at a time. So I had first pick with the second pick in the power forwards draft. It is Daniel. Let's Alves. go. Let's go. Uh-oh. Okay. I, so, I know who you. I, want. Think, I know who you want. Yeah, you know who I want, want, but not who I'm gonna pick. Oh. Well, you know Ooh. who I'm gonna pick. That's a bar. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think the easy pick is the picks in. Oh, okay. <laughs> Play the music. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Cue the music. My bad. Um, so I think if I don't make this pick, I would really be exposing myself. Yep. So yeah. uh, Anthony Davis is the second pick. I mean, yeah. yeah. Overall, it's not who I want because he's not my favorite player. <laughs> and now I'm going to miss out on my favorite player because someone's definitely going to pick him. But Anthony Davis is uh, is the second pick overall. And I think it's in- I think the top two are easy picks. Yeah. yeah. Pretty- I don't think it's even close. Yeah. I think it's pretty unanimous. Those guys are the most versatile of the power forwards available. They're definitely the best defenders, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. And I think they just have the most to offer. Anthony Davis, if this dude can just stay healthy for a full season, he is a top five player in the NBA, I think, without question. He's just so talented, and that's even with playing with LeBron James. And I think this mm-hmm. Lakers team, obviously their plan was eventually to give the keys to AD, but this season now more than ever, LeBron being like 40 or being close to 40, whatever it is, like this team is ready for AD to be the number one guy and let yeah. LeBron kind of be the playmaker, taking a bit of a backseat. So AD stay have healthy. To stay healthy for that. Yeah, well, this team's yours. Thing. You stay healthy, this team's yours, AD. Yeah. Dan, 100%. what do you think about Anthony Davis not wanting to play center, especially with the addition of Christian Wood? Um, I think, well, I guess it's 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 the same as Scotty wanting to play PG. It's just what they want, but it's not what's best for the team. You know, he he's most effective when he plays center, um, and they they've showed that pretty much on every team he's been on. Like when he plays center, he is at his best. It's the best for the team. Uh, but he prefers power forward, and that's what he's play. He plays most of the time, so yeah, he's in this draft. So, so. what do they do with Christian Wood then? I th- bench. Like, yeah, Christian Wood coming off the bench, having less of a responsibility, mm-hmm. maybe interesting. I think like part of this, I do see from AD's perspective though, where like 
He doesn't want to play center as much because of the toll it takes on his There's body. There's a big toll, yeah. And, th- like, we've seen it obviously take its toll because he hasn't been that healthy. Mm-hmm. So, like, he wants to play a bit more of a perimeter-oriented game. You know he can. Yeah. Obviously, he's still super effective in the post. But going against, like, fours would be to his advantage health-wise. And, yeah, like, at the end of the day, come playoff time is when you're facing a Jokic. He's going to be guarding him. Yeah. Like, yeah. no, duh. So, at least for the regular season or in the in most games when he doesn't have to go up against a Jokic or an Embiid or whatever the case is, like, I think I'm kind of with him. Let him take care of his body as much as he can. But you are right. He's been just a lot more successful having him as a center, being able to stretch out the floor and do what he does. So I see both sides, but I say give AD a shot here. Let him see because he knows his body better than anyone. Yeah, I also think it's similar to what we saw with uh, Pascal the whole last season. We didn't have a center, so he had to pick up the slack in the paint. And like he still balled out, but there would be games where he had to cover big centers, and it showed that it exhausted him. And he wasn't able to keep up his pace throughout the rest of the game because of that. So I, I see what, what you're saying, Zalfi, and what AD is saying in, in the sense that he, if he's going to be the main offensive option, and if you want him to be that, then yeah, he needs to take a little bit of a step back on, you know, carrying the whole defense, I, I guess, is yeah. is the thing. Well, like, think about it. Last season, would we probably say AD was generally healthy? We could say going back. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you don't know for sure because it's AD, but yeah. he, he played 56 games. Yeah. That is not a lot. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't put that. him in any contention for any of the awards with that 65-game kicker. So, like, right. his quote-unquote kind of healthy season was still not really all that healthy no. considering. So, that says something. This dude, his body needs to be taken care of. And if playing at power forward most nights is a way that he thinks it's going to happen, I say it's worth a shot. Okay. Yeah. Well, especially because it's all about the playoffs. If he yeah. need, if he needs to switch to center for the playoffs, fine. Regular season, he will exactly. Yeah. So it's all about the playoffs. Yeah. So he's power forward. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Number three, third pick. Give Spencer the last the power pick. Power forward. <laughs> I want of, the third pick. Yeah, the third pick in the power forward draft goes to Spencer Claus. Okay. Honestly, uh, I. Hey Spencer, you want to swap? Would you rather not have the third pick than the fourth? Yeah. Don't, don't you want honestly, the third? Honestly, don't know if it matters for me. It probably doesn't, but I'd rather have the choice. Uh, if you want to swap, I'm all here. Nah. Okay. You, I, can, you can trade. You can swap picks for an extra. If, <laughs> if the guy that I might have taken, you know, could play more than 29 games a season, then maybe. But uh, Our, yeah, my, I my, think there's my picks two in. picks here. There's a chance he can there's this year. Here. Nah. As long as he stays away from adult actresses and Twitter, <laughs> he'll probably do a decent job. I know who I'm picking. Pick is in. Don't take him. Don't take who? Who's him? Anyways, uh, I'm, I, yeah, I'm taking Pascal Siakam. Let's go. Um, I, so I do I think he's as talented as Zion Williamson? No. Um, mm-hmm. But Zion Williamson, we don't know anything about him other than that he's really good at basketball. He only plays like 29 games last year. The year before, he didn't play. Did he even play any games the year before? Uh, and I think he was out the whole season. Or was that the season before? Nah, there was one season. Who knows? He's missed a lot of games. A lot when of is he not hurt? But his ceiling is basically 30 games, and uh, I can't have that on my team. So I got to go with the consistent option, Pascal Siakam. Um, you know, he's a previous All-NBA player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he always gets – he never makes the All-Star team for some reason. He should have about four All-Star team appearances, though. And, uh, yeah, he's also a Toronto Raptor, so yeah. I'm loading up. I uh, Sorry, go ahead, Jake. I was going to say, I will only let you take him if you can do his and one, yo. I don't even. No, I can't. <laughs> no, that's that <laughs> It's yeah, it's very high pitch and screechy. Or like every time he tries to get fouled and they don't right. call it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, very that's... Pascal Siakam. No, it's a good pick. I think it's yeah. I think it's the right pick. Uh, 
it's exactly like you said. If Zion could play a full season, I think he's the easy third pick, maybe even second pick, honestly, because Zion is also just insane, like mm-hmm. so good. Uh, but right now, I think Pascal Siakam is easily yeah, the third best the, power forward in the league. Here's the thing: if we're if we're coming back on this at the end of the season, like I might be giving Jake a gift. We all might be because if Zion plays sixty games and puts up thirty points on sixty percent shooting, everyone's gonna be like, "Wow!" Like, well, has he shot less than sixty percent? I don't think he has. No, no. I don't think so. It's it's crazy. His career is sixty. Uh, 60. Yeah, guys, if he plays a full season, like he honestly. He could be fighting with Giannis. So, well, we'll see if Insane. Jake takes him with these two picks here. Okay. <laughs> I, also, I don't know if Jake's for sure going to be taking Zion at the next pick. Well, then I will after. I yeah, I, I will if, if you guys don't. Well, I get the next two picks. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I, Actually, know, you're, yeah. I know you're liking Cat, though. Well, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> she said, like the look I just gave you there? No, you texted me this morning and said, if I had first overall, I'd take Cat. <sighs> wow, really? Yeah, and, of... and he said, I'm not joking. Yeah, you don't want to go back on your yeah. word, do you? It's a lot of mics I got to be muting over here. <laughs> Um, if I was third, I was taking Siakam. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, as you should. Just call us biased all you want as yeah, Raptors really. fans. Really? I don't think it's biased. Who would you take? I would probably take Zion. Yeah, I don't know. With I just the, with all the health issues and everything. I just think like again, I'm going with my draft. I'm going based on this is a fake draft. I'm fake yeah. picking players. I'm gonna, yeah, you are. I pick Kawhi Leonard. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about the real word like uh, uh, possibilities here. Like. Talent-wise, Zion Williamson, no offense to Pascal Siakam, I think is great. If oh, Zion Williamson is healthy, he is far better than Pascal Siakam. Oh, easily, yeah. But he's not healthy. Yeah, but I just <laughs> want to look back <laughs> yeah, at again, my team. I'm not the GM of <laughs> a Yeah, team. take that selfie. I'm not the GM of a real-world no, team if not, I'm really yeah. world-building. If I'm building a, a fantasy lineup, I'm taking Zion Williamson. And, like, again, hey. this season, with the way their team is constructed, I think he'll probably start the season healthy. We'll go from there. <laughs> And uh, off-court issues are different. I don't think those are going to matter much either. So I'm being optimistic. I'm going to be optimistic and think Zion Williamson is going to play. And if he does, he is a top, what, 15, top 10 player in the league? Listen, as a two-time fantasy champ of basketball, <laughs> and uh, I've, wow. I've, made, I've made top three every single <laughs> season I've played, I will say the best ability is availability. Yeah, and that is my mantra when when drafting in fantasy. That all of that needs to be on a T-shirt. I would wear that with just your face on there. <laughs> yeah, with, too. Yeah, with his arms crossed. Yeah. <laughs> you just make him like the Wizard of Oz head, and underneath just have the quote. It's true, man. Two time champ. Never never made lower than top three, bro. I'm always top three. I'm, I was. I'm a finals. fantasy god, bro. Um, here's the thing. It actually was torn. It wasn't that easy for me, but the fact that you said like probably ready for the regular season, like I don't, I'm not even guaranteed he's gonna play a single game this year. Like I don't even know that. So yeah, you're right. Fair. That's like, the that's what 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 like effectively did it for me. But I, it wasn't that easy for me. Yeah, that's I almost picked Zion. The pick is in. Need I say anything else? I'm yeah. With the last pick in the round, it's obviously Zion Williamson. Yeah, I there you go. can't let him slide further than that. You know, I get it. Health is obviously a massive issue, but he is an absolute beast. Every talented. single time he plays, yeah. he's too talented to let slide out of the first round. And I think he's going to be healthy this year. That's my hot take. I think he'll actually have a very good season, and I'm excited to watch him play again because when Zion plays, there's no other player like him. He's literally a one-on-one out there. Yeah, Seeing people's faces, they're terrified every time he's driving the net. And I would be, too. I said I could stop Michael Porter Jr. on defense. I can't stop him on defense. He would you also can't me. stop Michael you just Porter said you Jr. Can, wait, you actually believe you can stop MPJ? Yes. Oh, my God. He oh would my rise gosh, up Jake. over you and just drain Jake, every Jake, don't say show. that. I'm 6'3". I can take You're it. You're going to get clipped. Are you 6'3"? Yes, yeah, what probably. do you mean? He's taller than me, and I'm okay, 6'1". Fair. But also, you're just not stopping yeah, MPJ. Yeah, you're not stopping MPJ. 
You're going to get clipped, and you're going to get our podcast roasted, Jake. Stop saying that. <laughs> I mean, keep saying it if you want to believe it, but you're just very wrong. You could be the best defender in the Toronto area, and you would just <laughs> rise up over you. And yeah. Look, I'm trying shot. to showcase that I have good defensive skills, okay? If you three want to take me on, go for it. Yeah, but it'd be like Brian when yeah, Brian Scalabrini got yeah. called out and just torched those kids <laughs> at, the, at the LA Fitness. No, nah, I'm serious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I could. I think I could block you guys. I think I could do it. You're not blocking maybe me. Us. You're not blocking me. You L- can. Listen, you can maybe get a stop on. You're not blocking me. Bringing up what you just mentioned, Brian Scalabrine again, and what he said to a fan one time. Uh, MPJ is closer to LeBron than you are close to MPJ. That's and that's a fact. That's what Brian Scalabrine said to fans when they were chirping him. Except talking about himself, not MPJ. Obviously, this was like 12 years ago. Mm. So, yeah, you cannot stop MPJ, dude. <laughs> You're not getting a single stop. We'll see. I don't even think, <laughs> I don't even think he misses playing against you. When I see him later this year, I'll be like, hey, listen, listen to this. And I'll just play it for him and see what he says. Please do. He's going to laugh, dude. Okay, next pick. <laughs> uh, yeah, next pick, Jake. Uh, yeah, Zion Williamson, of course. And now we're in the second round. And this is where it gets interesting because I feel like it drop off. It drops off very quickly in this draft yep and there's two names that i'm going between but one stock has fallen so far this summer that i don't know if i want him ah okay i'm gonna go with the other one my pick is in so at the second pick in this dream team draft i will be taking Lori marketing Wow. wow. I was, was going to pick him. Wow. Okay. I, I love Laurie. I was like, there's no way he picks him. Laurie is such a baller, and he is still very young. He's only 26, but he had a breakout year last year mm-hmm. when he had his own team and his chance to shine. All-star starter. Say what you want about Utah and that there's like basically no one else there. Fif- yeah. Still 50%. Still out, 50% field goal, almost 40% from three points. He almost averaged a double-double with just a complete rise in numbers from 14.8 points per game the season before to 25.6 points wow. per game are we concerned that he can keep it up no I, like i see one year <laughs> and i'm not hoping that it's not going to happen but for me it's always i got to see it for a little bit yeah and it, so I, you're doing I the mikhail bridges on me again yeah i think it's like it did is it just me but i feel like it tailed off towards the end of the season too but maybe utah just decided to suck so they can get a better pick or whatnot i don't know i think that could play into yeah. it well they were in a they bit. were in play in position for so long and then i think towards the end they just realized let's just stop and yeah. let's just chill and see what happens because it's obvious that he, the guy's a baller and he's just very special offensively and i really like his defense as well i just i like picking guys with the potential too and yeah, yeah he's a bit yeah, yeah. older than someone who hasn't been in the league a bit longer but he's still 26 and we've seen him have his best season as his second year. So why not? Yeah. Why not? I, I'm hoping he keeps it up. I'm just not sure if it's there yet, but I think it's a fun pick. We'll just put up a lineup with Mikhail Bridges and Laurie Markkinen on the same one, and then Zulfi can be upset with the non-consistency. Of I'm, the- not, I'm not upset. I'm just saying it's very unproven. Yeah. It's it is very unproven. unproven. Yeah. It's a very high-risk, high-reward in my opinion. But, hey, if it strikes right, your team's going to be looking really good. I went with two guys, one that's – very proven, but can't stay healthy. The other that is not proven. So yeah, like, you gotta have a bit of both. Yeah, yeah. All right, Spencer. Since I took your pick, I'm I'm loving that I'm put right beside you. That now, after you took Desmond Bain from me, I'm just <laughs> taking it all on you. It's great. I don't know who to choose. Uh, <laughs> I love to hear that. I don't think Jake holds grudges, by the way. No, <laughs> I'm a chill guy. Well, I thought for sure you were gonna take someone else. Who are you? I'm surprised that guy's still on the board. Yeah, me too. I'll tell you what I'm thinking. I'm about to choose them. You can cue up the music. <laughs> okay. 
I'm going to go with the best defender in the league, Jaron Jackson Jr. Oh, wow. Still not the guy who yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought. Um, okay. That was I, the guy I, I was going to go with. So I thought you were going to take him. So yeah. then I thought Laurie Marketing was going to fall into my lap. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. is not probably not going to win me any votes, but he's the best defender in the league. Three blocks per game. 50% okay. Oh, three blocks need per to, game. We need to talk eh? about this. Yeah, I don't know why you're exactly. crowning him that. <laughs> no, already. he is not the best defender in the league. I didn't crown him that. The NBA voters did. He's defensive player of the year, but he's not the best defender in the league. Yeah, it's like when Marcus Smart won it. He was not the best defender. Yeah, that's Scott, think, Scotty Barnes. I don't. I'm <laughs> All right, best okay. defender on this list, maybe yeah. besides the no. top two guys. Yeah, those two guys are better um, defenders. Yeah, I would take Giannis as a defender easily. Personally. Yeah, probably, probably. I'll take AD or Giannis easily as defenders. Are you not concerned with how he played in the USA? Because that was my mindset was that he no. was awful. That no, I, there's no, there's me. no role for him on that team. That's, yeah, that's a, that's a team that was loaded with ball handlers and scores. And I never like I said that on the earliest podcast that that was always my problem with them. Uh, I think on a team, especially on a team like mine, where I have OG at small forward, and then I have uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. at power forward. I guess OG's not my first small forward, but. Got some defensive versatility. The FIBA game is very different, too. We saw like Jalen Brunson and Jaron Jackson Jr. in the scrimmages against NBA guys were killing it, and then they go actually play the FIBA game, and they realize they weren't like built for that. So I think Jaron Jackson Jr. will be fine in the NBA. I think he is getting a little overhyped with the whole block stats and whatnot, but he'll be all right. This team is going to need him to do a bit more offensively as well without job being there for a chunk of the season. So he's a good pick based on potential. I'm just not the biggest Jaron Jackson Jr. guy. I think his defensive capabilities have been way overblown, but he's still good. Okay, wait, hold on. I, I got to mention this. Spencer, you're picking duos consistently. I know. I have a bunch of the people in the Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, <laughs> Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, Desmond Bain. You know what that's called? Jaren chemistry. Jackson Jr. Called this chemistry. man is just picking. This guy's playing foot, bro. He's <laughs> thinking about two guys chemistry. from each team. They, all, they already know how to play together. <laughs> My, uh, but what I have to come to his defense here because people see three blocks per game and they, they think instantly, like, okay, he's not that great. But Memphis is 11.7 points better per 100 possessions when he's on the court, when he's off the court. So, like, Fair point. he's obviously an amazing defender. Um, yeah, but my point is he's a team defender. Like, Marcus Smart was a great defender, but so was uh, Robert Williams. I don't think Marcus Smart deserved DPOI that year just because he was part of a really good team defense as one of the two main guys. There's a lot of really good defenders on Memphis. Yeah, but okay, but Jaron Jackson Jr. can guard perimeter players to a certain extent, whereas like someone like Rudy, Rudy Gobert is more of like a team defender. He can't step out at all. Yeah, you're right. And again, I'm I'm with you in the sense that Jaron Jackson Jr. is a good defender. I think he's been like crowned as like an all world, like one of the top three to five guys in the league. And I would say there's a debate there. I don't think he's there yet, in my opinion. Fair enough. And I think he has a lot to prove still. So I, I just again, it's one season and a guy just racked up block numbers on a really good defense, and he's part of that. Don't get me wrong, but I think he's getting a bit more credit than he deserves for how good that team was defensively as a unit. I think I'm in the middle. Uh, I think he's better, a, a better defender than Dolphy's saying, and not as good as, as Spencer's saying. Um, but also the blocks thing—that's to be determined. You guys remember in the season when they, when they uh, looked at the Memphis stats and that yeah. they, it didn't actually line up with the NBA stats. But I think they sorted that out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they have to. Yeah, that, that was really funny. No, he, he's a great defender, though. Um, three ball is sometimes inconsistent, but he can shoot it. He's a great player, really good player. I just uh, I think my pick's better. Hey, more than his <laughs> defense, I want to see what he can do as a rebounder. And FIBA, obviously we said it's a different game, but he just was non-existent on the glass. I got to yeah. see him show up on that end more than anything. Even in the NBA, only 6.8, and he's a tall, he's a tall boy. 
Go catch some rebounds, young fella. Six well, point eight. They do have Steven Adams, which yeah, they do. He was wasn't a lot there of for yeah. a lot of the, like, yeah, the playoff he, run and anything like that. No, but there's this regular season stat: six point eight rebounds. Yeah, and he is a rebound machine. Steven Adams absolutely eating those up. So the thing about, I just think like a lot of his, like when you watch him play, like I think a lot of his value goes like under the radar because like John Morant missed a lot of games last season. Didn't Memphis wasn't Memphis still the second seed? Or am I just making that up? Yes, they were still still decent, yeah. So, like, there's a team of of Desmond Bain, Steven Adams, and Jaron Jackson Jr. Those are pretty much their three best players, and they were a second seed in the West. Like, the value's there somewhere in in some of those players. And I got two of them, so I'm rolling. (laughs) Their team defense is going to be even better this year. I still think it's a good pick. He's a good Um, player, really good player. With Marcus Smart getting thrown in there? Yeah. But, yeah, I I wouldn't have picked Cat there either way. It was actually between him and someone else. So, uh, yeah. But we'll see how the rest of the draft goes forward. Dan, you said your pick was in, right? Yeah, I actually forgot that I went second, and I thought that it was Zelfie next, and I was like, "Shit, who? Am I? I mean, shoot, who am I? Uh, <laughs> who am I picking?" But he fell right into my lap. Okay. Uh, I think it's a pretty easy pick at this point. I'm going Carl Anthony yeah. Towns. I would have picked him a while ago. Yeah, I would have picked him actually as the first pick in the second round. Actually, you're wrong. If I, oh well, yeah, I mean it's it's all just what we want. But if I had your pick, I would do that. But, um, yeah, Carl Anthony Towns, um, stock is low on him right now. I think a lot of people like to clown him. Um, he's one of the best shooting bigs in the league, maybe the best shooting big in the league. Um, I know defensively there's a lot to be desired. Uh, but maybe being power forward, you know, improves that. He's a good player, man. And I think I think his stock shouldn't be so low. Uh, I understand why, you know, he, he does, like, have some, like, you know, cringy moments out there on the court, you know, like overhyping himself and stuff. But he's a really good player. He offers a lot. So I like him. And I think that's a really good pick for me to get in the second round uh, third pick. So Very good pick. He basically averaged a double-double. His last season was his most injury-riddled season. Mm-hmm. And this is even counting the stuff he went through with his family and the pandemic and whatnot. He was still yeah, a reliable that, guy a, mm-hmm, throughout yeah. all of that. He's played 82 games three times. Last year he only played 29 because of injuries. You give him a full healthy season, he's giving you a double-double at minimum. Yeah, he and he was an Iron Man before that. I think he missed like yeah. four games in total before last season. Um, he's had a couple stretches like where he's missed a. Chunk maybe of it was games. the season before that. Yeah. I'm thinking back to fantasy when I drafted him. And I yeah, back so and in his career, he's games. done 82, 82, 82, 77, 35, yeah, 50, 74, 29. Okay, so that's that was like four years ago. I'm yeah. thinking, wow, yeah, and that's a big thing too. You mentioned the off court stuff. Like that's a lot to go through. You know, like his mom passed away. His his uncle passed away. It was it was really tough for him. That stuff I don't think can go like the mental toll that yeah. he must have. Yeah, like that stuff absolutely impacts your on court play, and he's still like you said putting up double doubles. Yeah, so, so he went through that, came back, then went through that calf injury. It's just a lot he had going on. Couldn't be on the court much, but when he's on the court, yes, the defense leaves something to be desired. We can see where that goes, but as just a player and as a weapon on the court, he is as special as anybody can get versatility wise. Are you Absolutely. not concerned with his playoff performance last year? Or do you chalk that up more to the injury? And I mean, he's rarely been in the playoffs, so I'll give him another yeah. chance. He was really bad last year in the playoffs. Yeah, he, he he's was, definitely the best but... shooter on this list. Hundred uh, percent. So, just to like kind of see the reason why I didn't pick currently Towns or why I don't really want him is I just and this could be just internal biases. I really have no other reason for it. Is I just really value winning and like I've seen currently Towns so many times on so mm-hmm. many different teams and he just never gets it done. So then, like, my instant thought for that is, like, there's something wrong there. But, like, if you're just going at the eye test, like, he's probably 
the most offensively gifted player in this list. I almost want to say, like he's definitely, yeah, just yeah. from pure offensive just see that, yeah. talent. Like he's 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 electric. Yeah, after he has, he's, just, he's just never put it together. Yeah, yeah. His playoffs wasn't that bad. It wasn't great, but it was eighteen and, and like it was, ten. It was pretty bad. It was pretty rough. Eighteen watching and ten. Well, it was the efficiency? Solid. Yeah, let's he see. Was it was forty-five. He shot five, like uh, like basically even from the field from effective field goal percentage, forty-six percent from the field if you go to regular percentage, and then he was his three-point percentage was bad. He was about twenty-five percent from the three-point yeah, line. It's not that great. It's yeah. Not the most efficient, but he's also on a really bad Minnesota team that is never is efficient for anything. Like Anthony the David, problem is they shouldn't be bad. Yeah, they traded though. away their whole future for Rudy Gobert. They shouldn't be bad. Contend. And at some point, you got to start pointing fingers at someone. It's not Anthony Davis. I Anthony, Anthony Davis. Anthony Edwards. We know that Rudy Gobert is not helping, but he who's been the one consistency of the past seven years on this team? He's it, definitely part of the problem. Don't get me yeah. wrong. He is part of it. But I think that team and that ownership group has just have had no culture this entire time. Starts on the top, man. And they let their like star players kind of get their way. Like Anthony Edwards wasn't efficient. Rudy Gobert doesn't exist on offense. And Carl Anthony Towns wasn't super efficient. I think he's just one of the many pieces. And you're right, they got to start pointing fingers at somebody, but I think it's more just on ownership, being able to build like meaningful rosters that actually care about being there. And yeah. I don't think Anthony, I mean, sorry, I don't think Carl Anthony Towns should be your your franchise cornerstone. Anthony Edwards should be, Carl Anthony Towns should be a supplementary piece. Yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm on board with that as well. I think that's part of it. I think they're putting a bit too much on his shoulders, especially we talked about what he's going through in his personal life, and I don't know how much that affects him. Maybe it doesn't at all. Who really knows? But you're asking, can't him, speak to that. You're asking him to solve all these problems yeah. on the court when he has whatever going on as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's too much to ask of a person, especially for a team and a franchise that just has never really got it together. Okay. Yeah. Well, who are you picking then? I'm sorry. I was shaking my head a lot there. It's not because I disagree with you. I was just think about that Go Bear trade, man. <laughs> it's got to be one of the worst. Destroyed trades. the market awful. for a bit. No one can make a trade for like five months. It's like Go Bear got four picks. So bad, man. I never. I didn't even like him before that. Like that's the thing. Like when that trade happened, I was like, "This is the stupidest thing I ever just I've ever read." Yeah, yeah. And then I. That's only that's my defense for currently towns is like I didn't expect them to be good last season because of like the whole Rudy Gobert trade. And I'm like, they're going top heavy on like a guy that's. Not that good. Well, you're throwing two centers together, and that hardly yeah, also, ever yeah. works. Never so. played power forward before that, so so that's yeah, a that's, tough adjustment for sure. That but. trade set them back for sure. Oh yeah, there could be some people wondering why we let Carl Anthony Towns go in this one and not the center, and that's the reason because he played with Rudy Gobert and he will be playing yeah. center again this year. So we're like, yeah, makes sense to have him go in this round. Yeah, again, yeah. vibes, right? Power forward, now. pure vibes, always vibes. All right, my pick is in. Closing out the second round. Oh, I feel like in a lot of these drafts so far, I haven't really taken guys I consider a flyer or a bit of a uh, stretch of a pick. I really don't think he's much of a stretch of a pick, but I Jonathan think... Kaminga? No, not at all. <laughs> uh, I'm going with Cleveland Cavalier Evan Mobley. Yeah, yeah. I'm going. I think he's a one of the best defenders in the league, especially being such a young player. He still has so much he can do to grow. He's 22 years old. He averaged 16, nine, and three. His efficiency was great. He obviously isn't much of a three-point shooter, probably never will be, but he's just very stout defensively. He has so much room to grow on the offensive end, and he's already shown what he can do. And I just think he his like growth like trajectory, I think, is just there, and I'm so excited by him as a player. I think he has a lot to offer, and I think as a power forward, he's as versatile as you can get out of a young guy. So I'm all in on Evan Mobley. It's a shame his brother's better than him. All right. <laughs> Nah, Shout out to Isaiah. Yeah, Evan and not Isaiah. What's wrong with you? Eric Isaiah Mobley. Yeah, good pick. Yeah, there's not really much else to say. He's a solid guy. We all yeah, like I Mobley. I think everyone knows what he offers. Yeah. So. We're all big fans of him. 
Oh, am I, am I up again? Yeah. Oh, I forgot. To, I didn't even think that <laughs> You're going into through. the third round. You, your brain was just oh, shut off. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah. I didn't even realize I get to Who go pick again. Yeah, I thought Spencer s- was next. You go snake order. No, Man. That's who I was between. By I don't know. There's so many choices. I'll just like talk out some of the names I'm considering. I got Draymond Green in there just because he is just one of the prolific power forwards of this generation. Uh, I think that's probably overrating him a bit, but that's just me. I think he's good, but he's been on a really great team. Uh, Julius Randle, I think, is in the mix. He's not my favorite pick, I'd say. Yeah. He's talented. But I feel like it's kind of a pick that one of us is going to have to make. We're gonna, Yeah, one of us is going to have to make it. I don't know if we want it, though. But. I think if there's ever... <laughs> if he's there last, I'll take him. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Man. man, there's a couple other names that pop out, but... I think I know who you're going with. You think? Yeah, I think so. Young um, or new new team guy? I'm thinking young. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm thinking going. Young too. I'm going with young. Oh yeah, here okay. we go. It's, here we go. It's gonna be a stretch of a hey, pick. Hey, I eat at the pizza. Sorry, go it's ahead. gonna be a good pick. Yeah, I'm going with Paulo Bunker. Yep. Yeah, there he is. That's yeah, a good pick. yep. Going That's a good with pick, Paolo. Man. I I was honestly thinking about Scotty for a bit, just the same draft class as uh, Evan Mobley. It'd be fun. But Paolo just has so much thought. He he's played seventy two games in his rookie year, twenty points, seven rebounds, Baller, and dude. four assists. Man, he's just so good. so good, so much room to grow. I think this Orlando team is going to be legit this season. Mm-hmm. They're going to be competing towards the bottom half of the conference, which is a lot for them who've done nothing for a while. Just to come in instantly and be a twenty point per game scorer as a rookie is remarkable to me. I think he's just so much fun to watch. He obviously had that experience with Team USA. That helps him grow as well. He get He's going to have a bit of a chip on his shoulder because his like, teammate, Franz oh, yeah. Wagner, won a gold medal. So they're going to have probably some friendly competition that should fire him up. So Paolo's just a fun guy, and I'm excited to have him on team. I was really hoping he would follow me, but I think I was hoping for too much. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I kind of forgot about him for a bit, and then when I saw his name again, I'm like, yeah, I have to pick you him. You have to pick him. I was hoping yeah. he fell to me. <laughs> well, damn, I wouldn't have got him anyways. <laughs> no, you're before me. Oh, <laughs> you're next. Oh, I don't like this. Yeah, good pick, Sophie. I agree with you. I think the Magic are gonna be fun this year. They've yeah, shown yeah. a lot of young talent and promise, and I think that that's only gonna continue to blossom, yeah. especially with Franz, Franz, Franz Wagner, and my boy Markel. Oh, I think the Evan Mobley pick made basically like lost me the, the 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 vote. If I had like a Julius Randall or somebody more like name, I don't know value. about that. A lot of people like Evan Mobley in Toronto. Yeah, again, it's just not a. Not a sexy pick, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, not the sexy pick. If I had, Dre- if I had uh, Giannis, Draymond, and then like Paolo Bancaro, I think I win this draft by a mile. I think people who know ball are going to see your Yeah, it's your just the name going, The name value matters for votes. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Oh, this is a tough one, guys. This is a, this is a toughie. This just is a take, real toughie. Just take Draymond. Zolfi, would you have picked uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., Evan Mobley? I'm going personal bias. I think Evan Mobley. Because that's who was between for me. Yeah. I was going to pick one or the other. I think Jaron Jackson Jr. is really good. I just think the way he's talked about as like such a super elite defender, I feel like I just haven't seen an individual skill set from him yet. And maybe I'm just like completely lost on this one and I haven't been paying attention enough. But yeah, I just I don't know. I think I think of him as a really, really good team defender. You saw that YouTube video where he's getting crossed up, didn't you? <laughs> I've seen a couple. Where he got dunked on by Ant and he said, Yo, no, project the rim. There was uh if you watched, cool. like Jester on YouTube. Did a YouTube video with him. It's just him and another guy, and the other guy was actually just like feasting him one on one. Really? Also, like a guy that works for. While him. Daniel's deciding his pick, I love looking at nicknames. It, I will say Jaron Jackson Jr. has a cool nickname. No one ever uses it. Never heard it. Obviously, there's JJJ, but Block Panther. Oh, that's pretty cool. Block Panther. <laughs> it's kind of dorky, so, but kind of yeah, cool at the same it's time. It's pretty dorky. <laughs> it's pretty dorky. It's a mix. Uh, I I could I kind of want to see that one stick. You know, give him some like what kind of Black Panther graphics with the starting intros or something. 
Yeah, block Panther. Go for it. That's all you, Zulfi. I'll try. Okay. I, I don't in. like like my pick, but I feel like I have to make the pick because if I didn't, it would just not be the right pick. Okay. So he had a, uh, a resurgence last year. Um, you know. Yeah, Spencer wanted him. Spencer wanted him. Uh, he just got traded to a new team. Uh, he offers a lot. Did that's you think? He, you, no, you weren't getting him last pick, Jake. I would have taken him. No next way. Yeah, that's I know. A good I, I figured it wasn't going to get there, but I, I wanted him. Yeah, yeah, that's like me with Mokera. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm picking Chris Osborzingas. It's a great choice. Um, he had an amazing season with Washington last year. You know, I think there's a lot of hype around him, and I think there's a lot, also a lot of question marks with Boston. I'm excited to see how that works out. Um, but yeah, like last season, he had that 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 twenty three point two points per game, eight point four rebounds, two point seven assists, forty nine percent from the field, thirty eight percent from three, eighty five percent from the free throw line. Awesome season. Played uh sixty five games, I believe. Yes, he played sixty five games. So that's great for him because he's been very injury prone. If he can do that again in Boston, I think this is a really good pick for me. So. Yeah, Kristaps Porzingis is my final pick. Dan going with the big boys: Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns, and Kristaps Porzingis. It's a big team. Is that a center draft or what? I know. Seriously, yeah. I, I Tingus Pingus. Yeah. So you guys like? You like yeah, yeah. I I really wanted him. Yeah. But Honestly, you... looking back, I feel like I may have been a bit of a reach on Evan Mobley. I like to pick still, but the, these guys you've picked both are like players who can do so much in this league. Kristaps mm-hmm. has so much to prove. He's going to be on such a good Boston team. I think he, that's a great pick for you, where especially where you got him. Oh, this draft oh, is yeah. over. Dan's winning it. I think, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think Dan's winning this draft. Yeah, a lot of people like to hate on Cat and Kristaps, though. I feel like I see a lot of haters. And also, people calling AD like Mr. Glassman and stuff. I feel like we're going to be like, oh, yeah, like, ah, maybe I'm tripping. Yeah, you're making some injury comments. Like, yeah. But unless you're Mike, too, when you say that Christoph Przingis <laughs> was a throw-in. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he's just a throw-in. They don't want him. Yeah. just want to get rid of him. <laughs> that's crazy. Mike dude. Collins says Kristaps Tingus Pingus is a throw-in. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Just because they wanted to get rid of Marcus Smart. That's no, wild. Well, first of all, originally they had a trade for Derek White. So, oh or yeah, no, for this, Malcolm Brogdon. Brogdon. For Brogdon oh, yeah, these, the these are Mike's words. It's wild. Oh, yeah, Mike, it's hilarious. <laughs> You're up next, Spencer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so excited to the make his vitriol pick. in your voice. There. I just want to say on hoops hype, they have uh, Miles Bridges at the as the 18th best power forward. Wow. In, in the league. All right. I don't know about that. Over guys like um, Keegan Murray and Jabari Smith Jr. And John Collins. Okay. Anyways, I guess that yeah. John Collins' stock has just dropped so low. Yeah. I think that. I yeah, it has, but I think it's just as easy to to rise back up with depending on how he does in uh, Utah. It has dropped, but if he just comes out in Utah as a good like role player, oh, does I didn't his even job, think of that. Who's the center? Is it going to be Laurie Markkinen? I think they can kind mm, of interchangeably no. play like. Th- I can see Laurie at the three. To be honest, it's, it, Laurie's going to play the three. It's going to be Walker Kessler at center. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Right. You're right. Laurie played the three last year, technically, but yeah. I completely forgot that John Collins got traded there. That trade came, and everyone's like, eh. Okay. Yeah, because he was yeah, on I the guess. trade block right. for like four years. So we're we're like, saying oh, Laurie's a three. Jake loses his pick, so oh, he's going to no. have two no. players. Well, I would say that's valid, <laughs> but I asked for the three drafts. I wanted to draft Laurie, and we all said he was a four. So. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That means I got Jaron Jackson Jr.? Okay. No, you just get two players. Oh. No, you get Evan. <laughs> uh, yeah, my pick's in. All right, Spencer. Second last pick. Julius Randle. 
Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, dude, your duels are sticking through. You had Jalen Brunson, now you get Julius. Oh, yeah. What is your issue, Spencer? Uh, I just there's just Love's no chemistry. There's just well, there's no one else to pick. I could yeah, I know. I could yeah. with Aaron Gordon. He's a champion, I guess. But there's like still also Draymond Green. I know it's not sexy, but he he has a lot to offer as a versatile true, player. Yeah. Your draft is like the biggest coincidences ever. Just. Drafting the same duos over and over is hilarious. But you know what? I'm going to hype up my pick. 25 points per game on point guard efficiencies. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, so hype. No, Rand- Three-point no, Rand- competition. I think Randall's a little bit overhated, though. I think he's a little bit overhated. Average more points per game than, um, I don't know. Randall does a bit of it to himself, too. Like, he just he gets into it with his own fan base. He does, yeah. like He, he definitely, I think, can be a little... Uh, Less mad at times, you know. Like, feel like sometimes he does get into it with his fan base and also other players. But like, he's, I think overall he's a good dude, and like, he actually does offer a lot on the court. I just don't think I think he's put into a role where he, for the past couple of years, where it's expected that he's your best player, and he can't handle that. He just needs to be more consistent. I said this before, like ages ago on our pod, that Randall is a roller coaster of a player. From 2017, this is what it's been. 16 points to 21 points. Back down to 19 and a half points. Back up to 24 points. Was an all-star. Down to 20 points. Then he got back up to 25 points this past season and was an all-star again. It's just up and down, up and down, up yeah. and down. He needs to just... I don't even need it to be like higher ups. He just needs to be consistent. You add 25, that doesn't have to be the exact same thing. Give me like 24 points uh, consistently and I'll be happy with it with you as a player. It's just yeah, the ups yeah. and downs just frustrate fans because they're like, what changed? I think That's that fair. consistency will stick now with Brunson there as a full-time member. Hopefully. And also all the reasons I didn't like Cat is they they also apply to Julius Randle. He was terrible in the playoffs. Yeah, he's yeah. really bad. And I and I do have to take him though. Like he just offers a bit more than uh, the rest of the guys. I think maybe not Dream on Green on like an all around game perspective. But I'm trying to win some votes with this pick. So. Yeah. Well, t- taking in with your last pick, you got a guy who averaged 25, 10, yeah, and 4. Like, yeah, like, like it's I'll pretty impressive. It. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. Made his kid cry at the All Star game. <laughs> oh, you know what? Three point contest. Forgot yeah. about that. Now he's definitely on my team. Oh, <laughs> all right. I love that fire. <laughs> Spencer likes making kids cry. Is what I'm hearing from. That reminds me of my childhood. All right, who was oh. next? Oh, <laughs> do you want to unpack that a little bit? Nah, I'm okay. Okay, it's a, it's a safe space. Us and our two listeners. Last pick. Hey, Let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Jake's on board <laughs> hey. now. Hey, no, give us some more. We just passed a thousand. Streams. We did. We didn't mention yeah, that it was on. Yeah. Thank Congrats, you. Guys. Shout out to everyone and anyone who's listened for a second, ten seconds, the whole pod. Follow their timestamps, whatever it is. Thank you for listening. Thank you to the two listeners who listen 500 times each. (laughs) I really appreciate it. Dan just has the pod on, like, rolling over Uh, and over again. Yeah, Yeah, 100%. No, I'm kidding. We we have a lot of fans now. We're famous, so... Thank you to all the listeners. There there can be an in-between, right? We don't have to be famous or completely unknown. We We can be somewhere in between that. We are famous. We got stickers. (laughs) We're famous. We do have stickers. If you want stickers... Hit Jacob. Yeah. So. <laughs> what? what? Hey, Michael Porter Jr., you want a sticker? <laughs> okay, who's that? If he, if he crosses you out, which he will, no. like, you have to just let him have all the stickers. And That's the a surprise. Yeah. Well, I guess. He can have whatever he wants if he does that. All right. Whoa. Wow, nice. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jake. Um, right, make your pick. God. So excited to pick Draymond Green. I am picking between. There's also mid. a former rookie of the year still out there. Mid, oh, yeah. mid, uh, he's not even mid. on this list. But Miles Bridges, I guess they have him in a different position. Oh boy. There's a couple good names. Aaron Gordon, 
There's Jeremy Green, Scotty Barnes, PJ Washington, Jeremy Grant, Kyle Kuzma. A lot of names left. Rui like, Hachimura. Yeah, it's not a bad one to be honest. Jared Vanderbilt. I like his, him defensively. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I went with defense last time. I don't need defense again. Tobias Harris. <sighs> Closing out the draft for this week. Yeah. All right. I'll take a Raptor. Scotty. Let's go. Yes, great pick. Great pick. Wait, wait, what do you mean? You're picking a Portland Trailblazer. Oh, wow. Bad pick. Bad pick. <laughs> He's untouchable. Ooh. He should be traded to Blazers, but that's for a different conversation. Yeah. yeah. And conversation. you will listen to that in a few minutes. Look, Scotty, one of the most overhated rookie of the years I've ever seen in the last couple of years. Yep. He had a decent season last year. I think a lot of people are also overhyping how bad the season was that a lot of people were saying. Yeah. It's basically the exact same season, and he showed some improvements on defense, and that was about it. And you know what? That's fine. He is in the second year. He's going into his third year now. And we're going to talk about it a little bit later with our guest but we the consistency is something that we'll have to see and if you'll have a chance to actually take over an offense now that also depends on what the raptors want to do what direction they want to do if they want to go and rebuild or if they want to compete and if scotty barnes will be on this team or if he won't be on this team we don't know as it stands though scotty is a freak of nature he has some of the best passing for a bigger man in the league that i've ever seen does that mean i want him to play point guard no it doesn't but I like Scotty's game a lot. He's a lot of fun. I love his energy. I love how cocky he is because he is absolutely that guy when he's just wagging his finger and pointing and saying, you're not him. That's fun. A lot of fun to watch. I love when that happens. And then fourth quarter, Scotty Barnes, different animal. So you know what? I'll take I'll take him. Yeah, I'm, I'm still very high on Scotty. Last, hey, man, last might, pick of the draft. You might have some beef on your team. Wasn't he wagging his finger and saying you're not him to Emmanuel Quigley of the New York oh, Knicks? You was. got both of them. Was that to was him? It? No, no, no. No, it, was, it definitely wasn't to no, him. It was, no, it, it was to uh, Quentin Grimes. Yeah. Was it to yeah. Quentin Grimes? Yeah. I just knew it was a New York Nick. Yeah, it was Quentin Grimes. Oh, fair. Then, then you're saying. It was Grimes. So, yeah. Okay, fair. There well, it was not him. Sorry. Scotty Barnes' fun pick has a lot to prove, a lot of potential, and we'll see what happens with him and his situation. I think... We'll get into it later with our guests, but man, the, the Raptors and him just need to figure it out. He's yeah. a player I think has so much to where to like grow in, but he needs a roster built around him to grow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like his grow his growth potential doesn't get met if he's just trying to build on any team. I feel like if you want to really maximize what Scotty is and what he can be, you need to have a roster built for him, which obviously this Raptors team isn't. And who knows if he's on a different team, they'll do that or not. But we'll see. Yeah. I think he deserves, you know, some time, obviously. A lot of the all-time greats have given him credit already, like yeah. KD, LeBron, Magic Johnson. They've all mentioned him and said, like, how bright his future is. Like, Magic Johnson literally said he reminds me of myself. So, I don't know. He he deserves time. Uh, I hope it's on the Raptors because I really, I, I'm, I'm very sentimental in, in my trades, although I know it makes more sense for OG. We'll get into it, but <laughs> I, I like him on the Raptors. So, I'm a very sentimental person. People just, it's the same issue that I have with the NFL with quarterbacks as well, is that people don't just let quarterbacks develop and let players develop. And people are willing to ship off Scotty or to get rid of him because, oh, he had a whatever second season. It's therefore, he's never going to be that good. This guy's like 22 years old. Well, I, th- I think their reason is just that it's, it's a win now scenario. Well, that's sure. The, that's the that's problem the, with the Raptors. They're yeah. so in between win now yeah. and development. Yeah, but I'm talking more about Scotty in general. And yeah, they, well, that's why they're, they, people don't the have jump? the. People don't have the patience with Scotty because they want this team to win now while Scotty also develops, which just isn't going to happen. If yeah. this team was a tanking team and Scotty was doing what he was doing, zero issues with it. No one would care because they know yeah. this team's not going to be good anyways. He was always going to be a prospect pick, though. 
people, yeah, I know, people seem the, to forget it's that. It's just him on know, this team specifically. Yeah, they're talking about the team building. If you want to win now, like OG is way more developed than Scotty, and I totally get what they're saying with that. Yeah, yeah, but I think Jake also has a point with like other fan bases hating on Scotty that don't care about how the Raptors do. They yeah, just, like, they just hate Scotty for whatever reason. Well, it's just the fact that he won Rookie of the Year over at Cade Cunningham, who probably we can say was the best player from that draft he just if healthy. He barely played. Uh, it, yeah. Evan Mobley, you can argue him and Scotty to to your face gets blue. People are gonna pick what they want to pick regardless. Now Franz and then as there's well. Franz in there as well. You know what I mean? There's a couple guys. Jalen Green somewhere in that mix. At some point, you never know what he's gonna be. Josh so, Giddy. It's, it's yeah. just a, I feel it's like a good draft year. What a great it's really good draft yeah. year. I feel like we haven't seen a rookie of the year battle that close in a very long time. Scotty, and I think yeah. that's why a lot of people focus on Scotty it. Scotty Barnes is just gonna be like 20 years from now. If he's similar to what he is now, you're gonna look back and probably be like, wow, he won rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. People are just gonna look at that a little odd, which is why he gets the hate for it now. But I think he deserved Rookie of the Year when he got it. So do I. I just think, yeah, you're right that he does get unnecessary hate. But I think from the Raptors fan base perspective, it's just because the timelines aren't meshing and they aren't matching up. When he's a rookie and they go to the playoffs, everything gets accelerated because they know if Scotty Barnes meets his potential, which we think is really, really high, how good could this team be with him right now? The problem is he's just not going to do that right away. Yeah, yeah. Development is never linear, so we don't know what jump he'll make. He could be bad again this season. We hope not. But then he makes a massive jump year four. We don't know. It also That's just doesn't happen in the span of like one or two seasons. Never. It's going to take no. him like he's what, 22? No, Most players hit their is. peak prime around 26, 27. So yeah. that's what, another four he's years on average? Time. So if you're trading for Dame, like I understand why people are like, okay, he's a kid. You know? It's just Scotty would get you the assets that OG probably wouldn't because he's an expiring deal and OG fits better on this roster. You also, would have to give up less, I think, with Scotty. Yeah. Exactly. So. Fair enough. Yeah, those are the... You're going to hear about that in a couple minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's wrap up the power forwards with Zulfi picking first, Giannis, Antetokounmpo, Evan Mobley, and Paolo Banchero, Daniel second, Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns, Christophs Porzingis, Spencer three, Pascal Siakam, and one, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Julius Randle, <laughs> and myself with number four, Zion Williamson, Laurie Markkinen, and Scotty Barnes. You sound more like Carlos Boozer yelling in when Pascal Siakam. He has when he punched know, a ref. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Carlos Boozer is <laughs> like accident? super classic. Yeah, accident, yeah. Is it? He goes like he's like and one. <laughs> that's how he does it. Alrighty. Uh, so that poll will be up on our Twitter within 24 hours of this podcast being posted, and I will implore all of you to vote this time. All right. We know you're listening. We can see the views. We know you're there. Hey, it's your civic duty. Yes. Vote. Yes. Vote. vote. There you go on the Dream Team podcast. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. We'll be back for the next one with centers as we wrap up the our final, final draft. And we're going to have a, another person at number one because we've all been. Someone's at, about to get oh. the second first overall pick. In this a draft that's going to be very fun to do because it is a lot of mid after the first 10 or so. <laughs> so no, after the first like, four. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it's. I feel like four or five, you're already like, okay, yeah. who do I pick? Jacob Pertle going three. Valanciunas is probably going to go like top six. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Valanciunas is number one. Underrated, bro. He's underrated. If Valanciunas doesn't get picked in that draft, I will be surprised. I will, I be will pick him. So don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I will gladly I love Spencer Valanciunas. is already got telling Spencer you. with all the Raptors on his team anyways. Ah, he's a Pelican now. I need, I need some versatility and some right, new teams. Right. No, he, he gets underrated a lot, I've noticed. But we'll talk about that next Yeah, we'll get there. Why don't we go to our special guest and our guest interview. Thank you all for listening to us, and let's go to our interview. 
All right, and we are back here with our special guest, Espara Henny. He is a lead NBA reporter for SDPN. Been on the network for over a year now. Congratulations with that. Uh, formerly of The Score and also a sideline reporter with the CEBL the last season. S is here to talk with us all things NBA as we are nearing the new season just a couple weeks away. And he's been previewing every single team in the league. Go ahead and check out his work on SDPN socials. It's amazing content. And we're excited to pick his brains and talk some basketball with him. So, ladies and gentlemen, Espara Henny, welcome to the podcast. Good to have you here. Dude, you've got an incredible voice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Hell yeah. Thank yeah. you so no, much. I, no, yeah, I was like, let's go. Okay, all right, cool. What's going on, guys? Hey, hi, how you doing? Good, good. Man. how are you? What a way to start the pod. Can't get better than that. <laughs> I'm good, I'm good, man. Obviously, uh, yeah, it's a busy time of year for the NBA uh, as things start to ramp up, especially with the Toronto Raptors right now. But um, yeah, so far, so good. Thanks for having me on. So why don't we hop right into the Toronto Raptors because they cannot seem to get their names out of the media this summer. With Damian Lillard now circulating that he apparently is the top choice with the Toronto Raptors, what are the odds that Toronto actually does trade for Damian Lillard? Because we've seen this with Smoke the whole offseason. Oh, Siakam's going to Atlanta. Oh, wait, no, Siakam's not going to Atlanta and all this other stuff going on. And everyone's like, yeah, it's it's probably going to happen. But what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, look, I mean, from what we've seen report-wise and, you know, obviously we've had a couple of the um, the bigger Raptors personalities and, and reporters kind of report about it right now as well. Michael Grange, Josh Willenberg, they've also reported about it. Um I still veer on it being unlikely that they trade for for Damian Lillard because it just it seems a little too I don't know haste if you will hasty whatever you want to call it like it's just it's a little bit too quick of a decision although to be fair the Raptors have to make a lot of decisions uh you know you guys mentioned some of the uncertainty around this team especially this summer with Fred Van Vliet, the Pascal Siakam situation. They obviously have the contract situations of OG Ananobi and Gary Trent Jr. to top all that. So there's tons of decisions that have to be made within this week and also within the next year. Um, and I, in my opinion, I think the Damian Lillard thing is sort of a way for them to get out of jail free. Uh, I've, I've mentioned it on one of the videos I made for it too, but it really is a way for them to rid themselves of all of the mishaps and mistakes that they've made over the last couple of years, whether it be letting Fred Van Vliet walk, whether it be the Kyle Lowry trade, et cetera, et cetera. Some of these things they can kind of uh, make up for by trading for Damian Lillard and extending their own timeline, if you will, being able to compete with guys like Pascal and OG. Uh, I, I'm not sure if they actually end up doing this. Uh, like you said, they love to kind of throw themselves in the, in the ring for, for pretty much every kind of superstar. Um, and it seems still that it'll be unlikely this happens. I would I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised, but it seems unlikely. What do you think a package for Lillard would look like? Because there's been reports that Scotty Barnes is untouchable and yeah. OG Nobi seems to be the name that's been thrown around a lot there. So if this was to happen, the hypothetical, who do you think what do you think a package like would look like for that? So yeah, assuming Scotty is off the table, and uh to be fair, I think like given what I've heard as well, I think that Scotty is not even close to being on the table. Like he's not even being mentioned in these discussions. He's not even a part of this discussion. I don't think he's even being considered in any, any type of trade. Whether you think that's the right move or not, different question, but the Raptors clearly view Scotty Barnes very, very highly. They're not going to be adding him to any kind of trade for Damian Lillard. With that being said, OG Ananobi is probably the name to, to mention here. Uh, he is an expiring contract, but he's one of the most well-sought-out guys in the league. He's entering his quote-unquote prime, if you will. Uh, obviously, he's up for a contract extension, but still a, a guy that a lot of teams would like to have on their roster. 
Um, I think OG would be the centerpiece. And then from there, you're looking at salary plus picks. And obviously, there were reports that the the Blazers are also interested in Grady Dick. Uh, maybe they're interested in some of the other uh, young players on the roster, whether it be a Precious Achua or a Christian Coloco. But you're looking at something like that. So it would be like OG, Grady Dick, salary to match, which would be like Chris Boucher, Thad Young, and then all the picks that they have available. And, and when it comes to the picks, um, if they were to remove the protections on their 2024 pick to San Antonio, they would be able to give up a 2026 pick, 2028 pick, and 2030 pick. So that's three first-round picks, plus two pick swaps, plus OG Ananobi, plus Grady Dick, plus Thad Young, plus Otto Porter, equals Damian Lillard. Nothing much there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Pretty simple enough when you put it like that. Uh, <laughs> as I wanted to, I know on socials you mentioned you're kind of in favor of this deal happening, however yeah. it does happen. So I was curious, say this Dame deal does go down and you take your pick of which who goes back, be it OG or Scotty. I want to yeah. talk about like what you think like the duo of Dame and Siakam is, the ceiling of it, the fit. Like What are your thoughts on how competitive this, this roster can be with those two as your leaders? So if I had to pick... I would probably include Scotty in this trade. One, because I think if you're going to win now, uh, you're going to have to build a team around him that makes sense to win now. And to do that, you need a guy like OG Ananobi. Those are the types of guys that you need on championship winning teams. Uh, obviously, he's one of the best defenders in the NBA, a premier wing defender. Scotty Barnes has not been that through his first two seasons in, in Toronto. He still has to develop a lot. He has a long way to go on the defensive end. Um, and despite him being big, like you still think that regardless if you're committing to winning now you got to go all in you can't think about trying to be one one in one door one foot in one foot out right it just doesn't make a lot of sense for that for them to do that way but going back to the reports it seems like they are trying to do it that way uh and if i'm trying to envision pascal scotty yaka Pertle, um obviously gary trent jr i think would stick around then you have damian lillard that's your starting lineup right and I think when you look at that starting lineup, it has tons of potential for creation juice. You have Damian Lillard, who's one of the best pull-up shooters in the entire NBA. The three-point uh, you know, equation question problem kind of gets solved in that department. Uh, I think there's a ton of actions that you can run with Pascal and Dame, just secondary stuff that they can do as well. Uh, Pascal has obviously improved in terms of creation juice and just being able to create his own shot. Uh, so the fit works really really well in my opinion and i think pascal his game is catered towards being an elite number two uh and he could be he could be that next to damian lillard the question is um how they stack up to the rest of the eastern conference and i'd love to get your thoughts on this too what you guys think but ultimately um i think they would be in the conversation for one of the best teams in the east obviously boston is deep they have the top end talent to to a boot for it as well uh, Milwaukee is clearly talented as well, but they've lost some depth. They're a little older now. Miami, if they don't get Damian Lillard, there's a bunch of question marks around that team. Yes, they still have the top-end talent, but still question marks on that team. I think they would be better than Cleveland. I think they would be better than Philadelphia. I think they would be better than New York. Uh, so it puts you in the conversation at the very least for one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. You should be you know, gearing up towards a conference finals run and a finals run. Would you be concerned about depth at that point, though? Because with this trade getting done, they're moving a lot of those pieces. And then really, when you're looking at what's left on that roster, it's Schroeder, it's McDaniel, and really not that much else. So I yeah. feel like when depth would be a concern, because when the Raptors traded for Kawhi Leonard, they were obviously one of the deepest teams in the league looking back now in hindsight as well. I would be concerned with the lack of depth coming off their bench. 
I think that's a valid concern. Uh, it is. And I, I mean, like, not to use the Nuggets as the prime example, because that's just, I mean, it's Nikola Jokic, and it's very hard to, to compete against Nikola. But um, they, they played like seven or eight guys throughout their playoff run. So you only need like seven or eight guys. And ultimately, if you're trying to be deep in the playoffs, you need like nine or ten. And I think, like you said, they have McDaniels, they have Schroeder. Uh, whether it's a Chua that stays or Grady Dick that stays, they're probably looking for bigger minutes from Christian Coloco. But you're right. I think one of the things that they would have to address uh, after this trade is making another trade to sort of round things out for their rotation. Whether that means packaging Gary Trent Jr. and something else to go after, I don't know, like a Dorian Finney-Smith uh, on the Brooklyn Nets is a guy that I think the Raptors have liked for a really long time. Uh, but yeah, it's it's stuff like that. You have to kind of... Maybe do this is the if we're trying to do the parallels to the Kawhi year, this would be the Dame, this would be the Kawhi trade, and then you got to do the Mark Gasol trade at some point in the season. Right. Uh, and I'm not sure what that trade would be, but you're right; they have to find a way to fill out their rotation. Yeah, I actually just wanted to ask another question about Dame. Uh, I've seen some oh, discourse. I can't, hear, I, I can't see the voice, but I can hear it. No, I, I like it. Yeah, it's Daniel. Just to let you know. Um, yeah, I've been. Uh, seen some discourse online uh, about how a lot of people think Dame isn't good enough to be the number one option on a championship team. Mm. I disagree with it. Uh, I think, first of all, it's not that simple. I don't yeah. think you can just say, oh, uh, they're not a number one option. I don't think that's a, I don't think it's that simple. And then I also, I think a lot of it has to do with the team building around him over his whole career as to why people are saying that. But I wanted to hear your thoughts on it. What do you think? Do you think he can? Yeah, I agree with you, man. Um, I, I think when you look at the types of players that are required to win a championship, they almost, they change almost every year. Um, and I, I know for a long time, you know, when it was LeBron, Kawhi, LeBron, Kawhi, LeBron, Kawhi, Steph, KD, Steph, KD, you know, it just felt like there was a certain archetype of a player that you needed to win in mm -hmm. this league. Uh, and Steph was sort of the aberration there, you know, a six foot three guard who was just shooting the lights out when it came to all these wings. And that's why everybody became wing-pilled in the NBA. Everybody was looking for that next wing. You know, the, the reason Giannis is who he is is because someone thought, hey, maybe we can turn this guy into one of the best wings in the NBA, and they did. Um, but I, I think ultimately you're right. I, I think there are different ways to win. That's what we've learned over the course of NBA history, that there are different ways to win in, in, in the NBA. There's just different types of championships. And you need to find a team that makes sense for him. You look at Damian Lillard, you look at the rosters that the Blazers have fielded over the last 10 years with him. None of them had the amount of talent that this Raptors team would have with mm -hmm. him. And none of them kind of insulate some of the weaknesses that Damian Lillard has. You think about what Damian Lillard is bad at, right? He's a bad point of attack defender. He can't navigate over screens. Uh, sometimes I would say he's, I would say an average to below average passer. Uh, he's a good pick and roll initiator, but when it comes to, if he sees a bunch of double teams, he might have some trouble getting out of those double teams. And therefore you need some other creators around you to kind of compensate for that. The Raptors have that. They have Pascal Siakam, who's a guy who's been known to kind of take advantage of these three on two, two on one situations in the half court. Um, your half-court offense situation. The Raptors have struggled as a half-court offense for the last four or five years. Damian Lillard is like a one-man half-court offense. Um, solves a lot of problems on that end. So I think ultimately, man, the, the way that the Blazers have tried to build around Dame hasn't been successful. 
And there's a reason that the Blazers wanted to trade for Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi because they knew that those are the type of players that you need in order to compete around Dame. Uh, and while if we were to somehow transplant this team into the Western Conference, it might be a different story. But when you include Jakob Pertl, when you include a Gary Trent Jr., when you include a Dennis Schroeder, I think this team is good enough for it to be a competitive team around Dame. Is it a championship winning team? I don't know. I think things would have to go right. Uh, but ultimately, you now have Dame under contract for three years, and you can work around that. In the summer, you can maybe tweak your roster, go after free agents that can build out this rotation, and now you're looking at a team that's a legitimate championship contender. you do say ultimately, though, you believe it's unlikely that the Raps will trade for him, and then on the other side, Miami can't seem to get a trade done at all either. So is there a third team in the mix that you could see trading for Damian Lillard, or do you even see him maybe playing it out in Portland, or what's like kind of that other option? Yeah, I think the other option would be for him to show up to training camp uh, in Portland, and then this gets addressed at the deadline. Um, if Realistically, I think when the season starts, uh, and let's say a team struggles, like let's say the Raptors start out the gate 4-10, and 4-15, whatever, I don't know, whatever. Let's say they, they just struggle to start out of the gate. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they up the stakes, include maybe a Scotty Barnes, maybe say, hey, yeah, we're willing to do this. Um, and I think the same thing applies to the Miami Heat. I think the same thing applies to other suitors for Damian Lillard. If there are other suitors out there, I know Brooklyn has been mentioned, New Orleans has been mentioned, et cetera, et cetera. I could see that happening if one of these teams get desperate. Uh, now, that being said, you also have to have uh, the assets to go after Damian Lillard. So that narrows things down and you want to have the willingness to be able to trade those assets for a 33 year old star that can, you know, sort of be competitive. Now, the only teams that kind of make sense for that Miami and Toronto. So uh, if a deal doesn't get done in the next, you know, three, four days, it's most likely that this gets kind of carried out towards the first half of the season. That's the last thing I wanted to ask you on this. I think it's a question nobody wants to ask or think about is, what if it, what likely this deal doesn't happen, this Raptors mm -hmm. team? What are we expecting of it? What are we going to look at? I think most people think of this team as a bit of a conundrum coming into it, and then looking at the whole Damian Lillard situation is a bit of a, a shining light at the end of the tunnel, hopefully. Yeah. But you said it likely isn't going to happen, and then if it doesn't, what is this Raptors team going into this season? Your answer is just <laughs> as good as mine. Uh, <laughs> look, I, I, I've been on wax here mentioning it a bunch of times that this Raptors team needs to make decisions. They have to pick some sort of direction, whether it is to build around Scotty Barnes for the future uh, or double down on this Pascal Siakam era. They're trying right now, to be fair, to do that uh, from what the reports are saying, to double down on this Pascal era by trading for a guy like Damian Lillard. But ultimately, you're 100% right. They are in a bit of a conundrum because they have three free agents in 2024, three guys that they are are like key pieces to their future. Um, and with their history of kind of botching these free agency situations, whether it be the Kyle Lowry situation, whether it be the Fred Van Vliet situation, uh, it, they don't want to go into this summer having being being in that type of situation again sorry i'm stumbling over my words here because it gets me all crazy <laughs> when it comes to the raptors um i think ultimately when it comes to toronto though they have to make a decision and let's say if the damian lillard situation doesn't pan out i think they sort of shift directions and see if there is a trade for pascal see if there is something out there for og um and go from there because you can't risk being in another fred van vliet situation where you just let a free agent walk yeah. For what it's worth, I'm with you. I think Scotty Barnes 
should probably be moved in at one point or another if they're going for the win now window. I've been we've been talking about this a lot on the pod where uh, we've been just scratching our heads, being like yep. Masai needs to make a choice, make a decision, and if you try to get this deal done without Scotty Barnes being a part of it, in my opinion, it's almost like you're hedging your bets a bit if it doesn't turn out the way you want. So I think mm-hmm. if you're gonna go in, go in. Obviously, it may not be the best. Not all fans may like it because you're kind of giving up on the future. But if yep. you want to win a championship, you got to give yourself a shot, and getting a Damian Lillard type of player is probably as good of a shot as you're gonna get in this NBA. The, the side of this that I think a lot of people are missing out on, and I agree with you 100%, is that there is an immense amount of pressure on this front office. Yeah. Um, and the the reason for that, there's there's a bunch of reasons for that. There's the mishaps that have happened over the last three or four seasons, but there's also the pressure from ownership to stay competitive. They are in the process of potentially selling mm-hmm. the team. Um, and I think part of that plays into ticket sales. It plays into... TV money, advertising money, et cetera, et cetera. If you want to field a competitive roster, yeah, Damian Lillard is the way to do that. That's why you see them being so active. And that's why I think there is maybe a better chance than we're, than we're kind of seeing here for them to actually pull the trigger on this trade. Although I still think it's unlikely, uh, there's, there's a bunch of these smaller reasons for them to actually go ahead and do this trade. That's why I wouldn't be shocked, to be honest. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I let's move away from the Raptors a little bit, shall we? Because we, sure. we yeah. they've just been making us a little, <laughs> little frustrated the whole off season. So I want to ask you about dark horse candidates because we saw last year a team like the Kings coming out and ex- extremely just defying their odds and going all yeah. the way into the high seed. And I want to know what your pick is for this year's dark horse candidate because you must have someone in mind. Yeah, I don't know if this is a dark horse, uh, but the Oklahoma City Thunder feel like a dark horse to me. I don't know if I would even consider them a dark horse because it seems expected, somewhat expected for them to take a leap. Uh, You obviously have Shea Gilders Alexander, who was a top five MVP candidate last season. You have Chet Holmgren coming into the mix. I think he's going to be in the conversation for Rookie of the Year. You have Lou Dort, obviously Jalen Williams, Isaiah Joe, some of these other guys in the nucleus. They they have a lot of talent on that roster, and it just depends if they're willing to compete. Uh, you know, they've they've taken a slow and methodical approach when it comes to developing this team, and maybe they take that approach again this season. But ultimately, they have the talent to be like Sacramento was, you know, potentially like a top three or four seed in the Western Conference. Uh, We'll see if that ends up actually being the case. We'll see if they actually end up focusing on winning this year versus maybe taking a slower pace. But yeah, I would say Oklahoma City on the West. And I'll give you an East Coast team just because why not? Um, The Indiana Pacers. is. Let's go. (laughs) Oh, dude, I was going to ask you about that. Please explain (laughs) to Jake why the Pacers are that team. (laughs) Yeah, no, look, the the Pacers, uh, I think Tyrese Halliburton had a phenomenal uh, offseason with Team USA. He obviously is coming off a really, really impressive breakout season last year. Uh, They've filled the nucleus with a bunch of guys that make sense around him. I like Jarris Walker. He's a really, really good pick for them. He makes sense defensively. Uh, Obi Toppin, I think, works well in that system. I'm not expecting him to be like a major breakout guy, but he just works better there than he was in New York. They have an, a, a ton of talent. Miles Turner, Ben Matherin, Andrew Nembard, Aurora guy. Shout out Aurora Ontario. And yeah, I think ultimately like that is a very, very good team. And depending on what they get for Buddy Heald, they'll be able to field a really competitive roster. They have a great coach in Rick Carlisle, maybe one of the best coaches in the entire NBA. Um, so, yeah, I think I think Indiana is, is in a place that they could have a breakout season, too. I don't know if I would say 
like top three in the East breakout, but yeah. they, I could I could see them being a top six team in the East this year. Yeah, in I case like in pick. case you were wondering, me and Jake made a bet on the thirty seven and a half game over for the oh, Pacers. I said over, way baby. up. Thank way you. Way over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah Jake is in a seven and a half. Okay, look, just just to kind of let's 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 uh, <laughs> rationalize this, okay? Yeah, thirty seven and a half, half was last year. Who won 37? Okay, no one won 37. But the Pacers last year won 35 games, and they essentially let go of the rope in the second half of the season. They also, I think Tyrese Halliburton uh, went down for injury in January. It was January, February. And they lost like 12 or 13 straight. That doesn't happen. They could have been like a 40 win, 43, 44 win team last season. Uh, and I just feel like that's a pretty good bet to put you. I'm not I'm not a betting man, but <laughs> going over is the easy answer here. Yeah, they're a fun, exciting team. And I liked in your previews, you mentioned how they have a nice nucleus of like young and old, especially bringing in a guy like Bruce Brown. And I think that's oh, going to yeah. play yeah, to their favor pickup. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's sure. a great pickup. Man, I love Bruce Brown. I think Jake's on an island there with the. I am. Uh, <laughs> I'm literally the only one. If that he is right somehow, there. he definitely has some uh, bragging rights there. But <laughs> got one saying. Uh, one other thing I wanted to ask you about is I think so far you've previewed about 23 of the teams out of the season. So obviously you've covered just about yeah. everything you get to. Is there something that's like stood out to you where you're just like, this was a complete shock to me while looking over this team's last season, either an over under a line or like somebody's being too hyped under hype, something that's really just stuck out to you throughout this process. Hmm. Uh, I think maybe I would say the Timberwolves. Um, I, I just think they lost so many guys last season uh and it just was such a shaky uh, some like season for them you think about the rudy gobert punch you think about carl anthony towns missing 50 plus games with a calf injury uh anthony edwards going through his bumps uh developmentally then they miss naz reed and Jaden mcdaniels uh they just they, they didn't have the right type of season and i think ultimately like their i don't know what their over under projections were exactly but they won 42 games last year despite that and I think there's a pretty good chance that they could be, like I said, with OKC, like a team that potentially wins 50 games if all things go right. If Cat is healthy, if Ant takes that leap that many people are expecting, if they can get good contributions from Gobert, from Conley, et cetera, et cetera, there's no reason this team can't be much better than it was last year, uh, even though it was a really shaky start. So, yeah, I would, I would say Minnesota was the one that jumped out to me. And also Houston, I know this is sort of Toronto-centric, but like, Hey, they added Fred Van Vliet. They obviously added Dylan Brooks. Uh, and, you know, adding those guys to the nucleus, I think they're probably better than, I think they're projected at 31 games next year, 31 wins. They won 22 last year, which is like disgusting. Um, <laughs> there, there's, a, I think there's a shot they win more than 31 games. Yeah. But there's also a shot where like this thing completely blows up on them. Everything is awful. The vibes are terrible and they win like 25. But uh, mm. yeah, I would say Houston and Minnesota are the ones that jump out to me. What version of Dylan Brooks do you think we're going to get with Houston? You beats me, bro. <laughs> tell me. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, like, I think the big question with Houston is shot distribution and how they're going to do that because you obviously have Jalen Green, you have Fred, you have Dylan Brooks, then you have guys like Jabari Smith Jr. and Shengun and all those guys like getting touches and figuring out a way for all those guys to sort of be satisfied in their roles is going to be the biggest question for Houston this season. And I'm, I just have no idea how that's going to work. And and then uh, not to mention you have a man Thompson being thrown into the mix who is like, I need the ball in my, my hands. I need to create. So I don't know. I have no idea how it's going to work. I'm very excited. It, it could be like watching a car crash yeah. type of thing. <laughs> 
Uh, or it could be like an incredible season for them. I have no idea. Uh, do you think this is because I'm very high on him? I, I I assume a lot of people are, but do you think this is a season where Ant jumps up to superstardom, and does that play into you mentioning Timberwolves? Yeah, I could see that. I mean, he had a great summer with Team USA, and uh, I think you might know that sometimes when guys have really impressive summers with Team USA, they kind of take that next leap in their careers the following mm-hmm. season. Uh, I think Shea is also due for that too. You know, when you have that summer where you're you're playing really competitive basketball uh, and you're sort of the star of that team, things things sort of you, you kind of figure things out a little bit. Now for Ant, the big question is going to be how he can expand his game as a playmaker. Uh, he just he's he's it kind of is tunnel vision with him at times, and he needs to improve on that end. But he is an incredible defender. Uh, he's great at the point of attack when he wants to be. I think he's improved his score, pull-up shooter, et cetera. Uh, I could really see him being thrust into to stardom, superstardom, if you will, uh, this season. Now, maybe maybe we're being like too premature. Maybe it's next season that he jumps into that. But I, like, I I'm with you. I'm high on Ant too. I, it's like destined to be with that guy. Uh, it's just a matter of when, not if. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, We've talked a lot about underdogs and dark horses, but kind of following that season preview discussion, who's kind of the top dogs that you like? Like, who's your favorite to win the NBA championship? Oof. Um, It always pains me to say this, but I think it looks like the Celtics are going to win it this year. Um, Nice. Yeah. It just... You on know, a Raptors podcast? <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. Uh, it's just like, like, if you look at NBA history, right? And if you look at the finals, like if you literally just go on Wikipedia and look at finals history, teams pop up, right? They'll compete. They'll be in the running for it. They'll lose. They'll maybe not make the finals. They'll maybe back get back to the finals and, and fail. And then they finally get over the hump. And then that's how teams end up winning their championships. You look at like, the Raptors are a great example of that, right? Um, and I think Boston is sort of due to win a title here if we're looking at the trends of NBA history and whatnot. At the same time, I mean, you have Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets look as good as ever. Wouldn't be surprised if all, at all if we see a repeat there. And the question I have with Boston moving forward is they gutted their heart and soul of this team with Marcus Smart. They added Kristaps Porzingis, who is a guy who is notoriously unhealthy. Not unhealthy, but like he can't stay healthy. Uh, not that he eats KFC and pop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like he 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 is notoriously uh, a guy who gets injured, and they're pretty much relying on him to be that third cog in Boston. And I'm really curious to see how that works. I'm not necessarily high on the fit. I think it was a mistake to trade Marcus Smart, and I think they should have just ran it back. But at the same time it seems like this might be the year that they, they kind of get over the hump. I, I don't know which way to go in that direction. It's either they fall flat on their faces. Oh, this is the other thing I was going to say about this, and I'm sorry I'm going long-winded, but like my God, do your go thing. for it. Yeah, we want to hear you. Um, when it comes to like looking at these lists, it's funny. I had I literally have a previous NBA champions poster right here. <laughs> but when you when you look at the list of finals, there's always teams that get over the hump and then teams that don't and then just blow up, right? And there's a chance that that happens with Boston this year. They have that immense amount of pressure on them to kind of get over that hump, get a finals run, and maybe even win a championship. Or else you start asking questions like, what are we doing here with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown? What is the point of all of this? Um, And maybe they have to ask those questions next summer if they don't get over the hump. I think that's what you usually see with these teams. Um, And yeah, 
Boston seems like the team that might get over the hump this year. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us, S. That was awesome getting to hear your insights. Once again, he is a lead reporter for SDPN. So if you want to see all of his excellent, excellent work, go over there, follow him on all of his social medias and everything. He's putting out tremendous work. And thanks for joining us. It was great having you on here. Of course. Thank you so much for having me, guys. No problem. All right. Thank you so much to our guest, S, for joining us on today's podcast. Just so insightful. I love listening to him talk. We should try to get him on a little bit later as the season progresses to get his thoughts on how the season's going on. For yeah, sure. I'm, I'm excited for super it. Super down. So go S knows this stuff, and I oh, think yeah. throughout the season it'll be a fun guest to have on with the ups and downs of the NBA. Yeah, he, sure. he provided a lot of knowledge. I hope you guys like that. Um, he clearly knows what he's talking about. So, yeah, we definitely want to have him on again. Yeah, as for this podcast, I think that's about all we got to do here. Again, go vote for our draft, right? It's there for a reason. Like Sophie said, use your duty. Go vote for us. And that's going to wrap it up for this week. We will be back next week or maybe the week after. We don't know yet, but that'll be our 20th ever episode. So we got to do something very special for you guys for that. And don't worry, we got something little planned in the works there. If Dame gets traded to the Raps, might be an emergency pod. You right. never know. True. Yep. But anyways, might as well wrap that one up there. Of course, I have been Jake Schultz. You can follow me if you want at Jake underscore Schultz 6 on Twitter as well. Find our podcasts everywhere. Apple, Spotify, follow, do everything. Give us all the stars. Give us all the ratings. Okay? That too. It's been a while since we got a review. We want a review. It can't just be Dame's score. And our Instagram, too, at dream underscore team underscore pod. Zolfi, where can they find you? It's at Zolfi underscore shake, Z-U-L-F-I underscore S-H-E-I-K-H on Instagram and Twitter. And like Jake said, download the pod. Keep listening. We love it. Thank you. Yeah, and you can find me at, on Twitter at Kloss Talk Sport, uh, C-L-O-S-S Talk Sport. And uh, yeah, but make sure you follow our Twitter and please vote on the poll. And we know we see all the views. We see how many people see it. All you got to do is click the screen. Just click the screen. Uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter at Raptors Vision. Have a good night. Have a good day. I don't know. Whenever you're listening, just have a good time. Yeah, have, have, have a good, a good time. time. That's about it. Bye, guys. Peace.